0: Welcome to uh, yet another episode of the Diamond Lane Podcast. Beat the traffic, join the Diamond Lane. I'm Garrett. He's Jordan. Jordan, I'll let you have the opening remarks.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You know, I'm sure you guys all watched the Clipper-Dallas game, thought it was the best game you've ever seen in your life. (laughs) And let me tell you, I couldn't sleep last night. I, I was so upset over the game. I was so angry. I went to bed early at 8.30. I was oh so pissed off. You know, I, the whole thing, my big thing, it all falls on Paul George's hands. But, oh, no, there's there's more. Doc Rivers, absolutely abysmal, abysmal lineups out there, especially in late-game situations. I have no clue why you have Reggie Jackson in to play defense at the end of an overtime game. And why are you switching <laughs> – Okay. Chick, and granted, Chick, unbelievable shot, you know, but good God, man, it's so frustrating as a Clipper fan, someone who's been living and breathing Clippers since I started watching basketball, and it's the same old shit time and time again. The Clippers always have these expectations, and as soon as they have them, something happens. And Paul George, he has his whole freaking, I don't even know, he's a head case right now. He's too worried about freaking Dame Lillard, and I don't even know who else he's worried about, but he just can't focus on himself, and he can't take responsibility that the real reason he's struggling is because he's battling himself.
0: Okay. Um, Definitely, this is where I expected you to go. Uh, yeah, no, it's it's definitely it was such a great game, overtime. Oh, I don't know, Mark. Uh, Mark. Mar, Mar, <laughs> well, from a from an outside perspective, it was a great game. Marcus Morris, Marcus Morris, hits a three to put him up. Uh, to put him up. Uh, Kawhi with a nice pass out to Marcus in the corner, and then you just Kawhi has to stick on. Kawhi has to guard Luca. I don't know why he's switching. And so it, well, it's crazy I asked like, Doc. Um, <laughs> So it's weird. So Seth Curry is with uh Doc Rivers' daughter. Marri- they're married. Oh yeah. Paul George Paul George was once with was once dating uh Doc Rivers' daughter. So do you think when uh Paul George doesn't do well, Doc's like, "Okay, that's for cheating on my daughter." That's another thing. <laughs>
1: like, what kind of drama? <laughs> the, it, like the, this is worse than the freaking tunnel when they got upset. <laughs> like, I don't even know. Like, how does this even happen? And also, how is freaking PG and Kawhi good buddies? Kawhi, you had uh, the choice of anybody. <laughs> You could have had Bradley Beal, no problem. <laughs> but you wanted playoff freaking okay. snuffle up again, whatever the hell is. <laughs> he's horrible. Playoff P is awful. And like you texted me, playoff poopy. Yeah, you uh, know, I'm I'm not opposed, and I think that's being generous. And it's like he yeah. had, if he makes one more basket, and that's still having an awful game. <laughs> The Clippers win pretty much. <laughs> like,
0: so it's not a good sign when in for the 2000. It's not a good sign when a player gives themselves a nickname. And in 2018, <laughs> Paul George said on guarding uh rookie Donovan Mitchell, who torched them. You all haven't seen Playoff P yet, and ever since then, Playoff P. Boy, God, he stinks. He <sighs> won't. Have you seen he? So his his can you guess his shooting percentages through the first four games?
1: You know, I'm thinking between twenty five and thirty percent from
0: the field or three. No, from the field. Okay, from the field, he's twenty of sixty nine, which equates to twenty eight point nine percent. Okay, and from three, (laughs) like what eighteen percent? He's 8 of 36, 22%. Oh, wow. Better than I thought. Yeah, but he's like the first person (laughs) to to shoot under 25% in three straight games. The first person to do that since Bob Cousy.
1: Shout out to the legend.
0: (laughs) It's just like, and then post game after game four, he's like, you know what? If I shoot better, it's a whole different series. I'm like, no shit. If J.R. Smith doesn't run the ball out in Game <laughs> 1 of the NBA Finals, uh, the Cavs will win that game. Like if he, he has a chance for a layup, who knows what happens in that series. What's just bothersome to me is
1: Paul George came third, top three in the MVP thir- last, he third
0: year. MVP last yeah, year. He was third MVP last year. And then top trade for him.
1: Okay. He has the talent – to potentially be one of the best players in the NBA. But it's just his mental toughness is not where it needs to be for a superstar. And we're really seeing that show right now. I've been critical, though, of Paul George the whole season. I've watched pretty much every Clipper game. I've watched pretty much every Laker game. But with Paul George, every time he shows up, there's games where he has six points. There's games he has nine like last night. There's games that he has 30 points. great. But there's no, like, consistency. There's never, you know, getting 20 here, 24 there, 22. Oh, oh good, he had a 30-point game. No, it's either one or the other. And that cannot happen in the playoffs, and that cannot happen when the Clippers are trying to rely on him to be the second-best option. Because if Paul George doesn't show up, Clippers don't even have a chance of getting out of the round, Let let alone win the championship.
0: So, yeah. It's like Paul George, like it's with Kawhi Leonard. You know, if he's struggling offensively, you always rely on the defense. Paul George might be one of the worst defenders in the bubble. I don't know. Like, That's a little much. <laughs> you, you you know it's, you know a player is ice cold when Tim Hardaway Jr. is sagging off you is like not even guarding you. <laughs> he's just standing like at the elbow, and you're at the wing. I'm like. That's so disrespectful. You know, Wait. I'm shaking my Paul head George, right now. At the, at the at the end of the game, Paul George drives in, has an easy layup with the right hand, misses.
1: You know, I could have told you that. It's like he's playing with, <laughs> you know, his left hand out there. But, you know, there's another problem, and we keep talking about Paul George, rightfully so. But what are these lineups, Doc? Rivers is throwing out there. And especially with a second unit, you're putting Harold on Boban. Bo Boban was just like, you know, puts his hand up. This like 20, like eighteen year old playing with an elementary school student, and just grabbing the ball and putting it into the Fisher Price hoop. You know, <laughs> like it's just horrible. Like Harold cannot be out there. The other thing is, does Doc not trust Zubac? Zubok is the best interior defender on the team, granted. Who else is going to play interior defense? But he's a good defender. He needs to be out there playing 30-plus minutes out there, but we're stuck with Harold, who cannot play any defense, who's still trying to get adjusted to the bubble. Harold's a liability. Reggie Jackson, can we talk about how bad he is? He had no sure, I've been... in game, whatever, but his defense is so bad. He's no Mister October.
0: <laughs> I've been on the. I'm anti Reggie Jackson. Oh, I... I've – always I've been anti Reggie Jackson since he first got traded to uh, <laughs> down, uh, Detroit.
1: <sighs> he's just bad. I'm I'm almost like banning him from the podcast. But like I know Ooh. we have to talk about him. But man, yeah. I don't want to talk about Reggie Jackson. I'm I'm sick to my stomach. That we have it's to be crazy. talking about Reggie Jackson right now in the playoffs.
0: So this series is crazy because game one, Luka get, uh, KP Porzingis gets ejected, they lose by eight. Game three, game two, the the Mavericks win win easily. Game three, Luka turns an ankle, loses by eight. Y'all, if everything goes, if if those things don't happen, the Mavericks should have swept y'all.
1: nah, I wouldn't go that far, buddy. Let me tell you. I mean, the you're, Clippers, you're telling
0: me Kristaps Porzingis couldn't provide eight points?
1: It's not about that, though. I, I always hear that. I always hear people being like, all right, they
0: lost by eight. Oh,
1: Kristaps would have had eight. But it's all about matchups. It's about how, who would be shooting, what lineups are out there.
0: There's yo, so you yo, yo, lost last night without with Kristaps Porzingis.
1: You know my hot take? What? The Mavs are better off with Kristaps not playing.
0: Uh I don't know about that because did you see how they looked in game two? I I'm just telling
1: you, like that game was over. Clippers already had the momentum. That game was over. What with Christoph, guess what Doc has to do? He has to put Zubok out there. And when Zubok's on the court, the Clippers do well. If you look at not even just the plus and minus ratings, but just look at the eye test out there. <laughs> Like, do you want Zubach out there on defense or do you want an undersized Harold out there? Who Harold, I love Harold so much. Like, he's awesome, but you know, we might need to get to his comments in a minute. But yeah. I love Harold offensively, he's gifted, he gives so much heart and energy. But on the defensive end, he's just not where he needs to be right now.
0: Yeah, but if you have Porzingis out there, that forces you that forces the center or someone to guard him out on the perimeter. Oh, it does. So, yeah. yeah, but, but now now
1: it. Morris though also can go over to Porzingis.
0: I'm just you know,
1: yeah. I'm anti Porzingis. I'm just gonna say okay. it.
0: he let his team down you know, yesterday. You You know what's crazy? That trade from the Knicks. The three best players were all. The three best players in that trade all went to Dallas. Dallas got Porzingis, they got Trey Burke, and they got Tim Hardaway Jr. Well, the Knicks only kept one player up from that trade in Dennis Jr.
1: Man, he's talk about it. Not, uh, good. Not yeah, good. A bust. And poor Nick, shout out, you know, dropping in the Eighth draft. Pick.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I wouldn't expect anything I, less.
0: Yeah, honestly, at this right figures. Figures, but no, it's like Luca. Luca's that dude. He's, I think, he's the next face of the NBA. Yeah,
1: Luca is the real deal. Uh, that like one years old. Oh, offensively, there's he's just a wizard, and like even the shots that he like, you know, just kind of rolls off the hand a little wrong. Mm-hmm. It like rims goes around the rim, and it always seems to fall in. He just has that touch. He has that it factor that Paul George does not have. No. And here's the other yeah. thing with Paul George. Sorry, one thing. Even if the Clippers wanted to, like, trade him or something, look who they invested to get Paul George. Freaking right. Shay Gilgis, Alexander, you know my beloved son, unbelievable player. I love him <laughs> more than anything. I would have gotten a jersey if, you know, He'd been on the team still. And, like, I don't even know how many first-round picks. I lost track was, after four was, and all the picks Danilo and five. <laughs> and Gallinari, he's shown up. He, he's been doing well in the playoffs last year. You know, of course, on the Clippers. Who
0: would you, <laughs> who would you rather play. have? Would you rather have Shea in the picks or Paul George?
1: Well, I think as of right now, we're looking at Shea. If you're talking about upside to win the championship in the next two seasons, I would say Paul George. um, Just because we know what he can be. With Shea, he's awesome. But if Clippers had Shea right now, they're not winning the championship this year.
0: Yeah, in 2018, I wanted the Lakers to sign LeBron and Paul George. I'm glad we didn't sign Paul George.
1: Well, you know, we can't all get so lucky. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's move on to, let, let's on to move the, to the, the team. let's move on to
0: the Lakers series. Um, they're like the most confusing team <laughs> because they, when they want to be, they can be the most dominant team in the league, and then they can be the worst team in the playoffs sometimes. You know what it really comes like, down to? Anthony Davis.
1: Well, of course, Anthony Davis, he's been a little inconsistent. But it comes down to, like, who's going to perform outside of LeBron and AD? Yep. Like, they literally just need one to two players to have a good game. That's it. And mm-hmm. you now KCP, awful, game one. but like, KCP's been
0: game two and three. Yeah, that's the thing. You've seen in game two and three, the Lakers role players, Caruso step up, Dwight. Uh, Javel had some good minutes. Uh, Markeef's done pretty well. well Markeef's done well. JR Smith hasn't done anything yet. No, uh, he's he shouldn't be on the floor. I'm sorry. But, but at the time of recording this, this is Monday, August 24th, Toby day, uh, right before the Lakers game four. So the Lakers should have Rondo back, which does help with. Playmaking because you could see the Lakers often get like stagnant when like LeBron's off the court. Yeah, but like he doesn't add he doesn't add shooting, which is tough. But it's crazy to think the Lakers have two of the best recent player or the two best players with uh, the best court vision in recent history. Yeah, like the and so I'm I think the Lakers. I think the Lakers, I think I said the Lakers in six. Uh, I'll still stick with that. I I think Dame's injury, I don't know if it affects him, but I, he is in pain. Like a dislocated finger doesn't heal right away. Yeah. But uh, no, Zach Collins definitely helps the Lakers. Um, yeah. So just got to keep uh, Dame to not heating up on fire and making literally everything.
1: I think that's really the only thing that can make Portland win the series at this point. Dame's going to have to put up over 50, not just 40. He's Mm -hmm. going to need to put up a 50 spot. And the Clippers have done – I mean, excuse me, man. Why do I even have to talk about the Clippers? (laughs) The Lakers, they're doing a great job containing Nurkic. Um, Definitely. Really, really good job. Uh they've even tried to go with like the two-headed monster down low, which isn't working by the way. Oh, Nurkic and Whiteside. That's not going to do it. Um it's good in theory, you know, because Lakers tend to drive to the hoop a lot. Um you know, AD's scoring most of his points in the paint. But it's not
0: working. And those guys get really tired real quick. Yeah, we were talking um we were talking after game one, we said LeBron needs to be more aggressive. He showed that in game three with 38 points. And like when LeBron's aggressive, I don't think there's anyone who could stop him. Exactly. And I even like and then him. Like, oh, go ahead. And So yeah, in game three, you saw LeBron and, eight and Carmelo go back and forth. And then like later in the fourth quarter, it was like Anthony Davis just rattled off three straight elbow jumpers and then drained the a three. I'm like, okay, so Anthony Davis can turn it on to be the the top five player in the league whenever he wants.
1: Cool. <laughs> yeah, it must be nice to have some good performers in the playoffs from your star hey, players.
0: Kawhi's played well
1: for you all. Kawhi going into yesterday, he he was the most valuable player in the playoffs so far, in my opinion. And he was putting up the numbers, doing great defensively. I think he, had, he was like 30,
0: 34, AD. More than – MVP, even with Donovan Mitchell, doing Donovan Mitchell?
1: Um, I would say so, yes, because of, you know, what Kawhi does on the defensive end. Sure. But Donovan, no, you know, you could easily argue otherwise. His Mitchell's been awesome. Um, Mm -hmm. But, yeah, how how are your picks doing um,
0: so far? Not great. (laughs) Not great. Uh, Let's see, Boston, we knew would sweep. Toronto, we knew would sweep. Uh, it looks like the uh, the the Bucks are going to sweep after losing Game One, win four straight. Um, I, I definitely did not think uh, the uh, I did not think that the uh, uh, Heat would be up 3-0 on the Pacers. No, I thought it'd be. You know, I thought it'd be much seat, better of a series. Um, it looks like. The Heat are on pace to win sweep, and then I did not think uh, – I definitely thought the Nuggets would have win the series. I was so shocked that they're down 3-1. Yeah,
1: I'm pretty shocked too, especially um, Jamal Murray's been doing great.
0: Um,
1: Jokic, he's been doing pretty a person, well.
0: A person who really hasn't done anything this whole playoffs is Michael Porter Jr. He stepped up for those first few bubble games and then really hasn't done anything. Yeah, he got benched. You know, he
1: came off the bench
0: uh, yesterday's game to try to mix it up. Um, as we thought, uh, Houston and uh, OKC is a great series. It's now two-two after uh, Tuesday's nail biter, um, and especially no Westbrook. Who knows when Westbrook's set to return? I know they need him badly at this point. Um, they took they set an NBA record with fifty-seven shot, three-pointers attempted today. They broke their own record.
1: Houston's he, he <laughs> like, a one-trick
0: pony. Yeah, all they that's do. Why is I think, shoot the that's rings. why West. That's why Westbrook's is different because Westbrook's not really a great three-point shooter, but he can attack the rim. He facilitates.
1: Yeah, they made a great point on the broadcast today. Um, they said uh, that the war or not the man. Who am I even? I don't even know what I'm talking about today. Gosh, our good <laughs> buddy Hugh from. Uh, from his podcast is really
0: blow the whistle.
1: Yeah. Blow the whistle is really stuck in my head today. Uh, Shout out. Go listen to their podcast too. Um, But they were saying that, God, I even lost my train of thought. You know, I'm, I'm upset. I think the Clippers are really getting my head. I'm sorry. I, I don't know what to say. I just think that, Oh, here it is. Houston they're not very good at making adjustments and the thunder are very good at making adjustments. So Houston's doing their same thing. They're making three, they're shooting threes. They're playing small ball. They're kicking it out. They're driving. Then they'll kick it out for the open three. And they're doing that every single time. You know what you're expecting when you go into Houston, they're not doing anything different. That's what they're going to do.
0: Yeah. I don't have a big man. I can't like, they can't like work it. They can't like, beat you in the post. Um no, but it's definitely been an interesting playoff. A lot of very good games besides um yeah, there's been a lot of a lot of good games besides a few series where it's been blowouts. Like like everyone really thought Boston was who I didn't think Philly was gonna get swept, but Philly Philly looks terrible. Brett Brown was in his fire today.
1: I saw it. Um
0: Look, I mean, like Brett Brown didn't hasn't done a very good job coaching, but you gotta you gotta blame Elton Brand. Elton Brand uh traded a bunch of picks for Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler leaves. Uh, when Jimmy Butler leaves, you don't sign you don't sign Butler or JJ Redick who could who could help the team. You instead give max contracts to Horf, Al Horford and Tobias Harris, who t- they didn't show up at playoffs. And, yeah, I I think Brett Brown needs to be held accountable. Or not Brett Brown, uh, Elton Brand.
1: Yeah, and you go out and sign Al Horford, who apparently, you know. backup center. You know, gets a a backup (laughs) center. Gets pretty much a max contract to, um, you know. Be a backup. Be a backup forward. It's just, I don't even know. Like, look at that team. Nobody fits together. There is not a single – fit. they play – they're all conflicting styles. Like, they can't shoot the ball. There's, like, no bench. Like, freaking Raul Neto is playing. And I don't know why he's in the NBA. It's just – you look at the Sixers and it's like, man, so much potential in some
0: ways. You know what? But imagine imagine if the Sixers rolled out a team that was Ben Simmons at the one, Jason Tatum at the three, and Joel Embiid at the five? There it is. Um, but instead, they got Markel and traded him a year and a half into his rookie year. And he's played well with the uh, Magic for the flashes uh, that I've seen in the bubble.
1: You know, I've been throwing this idea around for a while now. I think we could be seeing a blockbuster trade between the Warriors and the Sixers in this offseason.
0: And beat or Simmons? I think. For me, I'm thinking Simmons. So so it's got to be the number two pick. The number two, Draymond
1: or Wiggins, depending on it. Number two. I could see it being number two, Wiggins, and the first-round pick for Simmons. Yep. I think that might be enough. See,
0: I don't, I don't know, but you got to look at the return. Like, is the number two like Phillies obviously wants to compete now with Embiid? Yeah. Um. So is the number? It's not like a great draft. Like it's, outside of the top three, it's not really a great draft. And like, um, I don't know if you have like an impact player who could produce right away. Plus, like, do you really want Andrew Wiggins or Draymond Green? With like, with like, Embiid, like you're replacing a guy who who wouldn't shoot threes versus a guy who can't shoot threes. You're right. I think though they're just gonna they're gonna blow it up. Um,
1: I I, just don't know. I think Ben Simmons is gone. I don't think you can trade Embiid. Embiid is, you know, a generational talent. You
0: can't trade Embiid. Embiid. Yeah, but we saw the same thing with Anthony Davis. Well, if he wants out, if he wants out, he wants out. It's just
1: where does that beat even fit? Cuz he would want to go to a contender and he plays center that's, pretty much. So where where's he going?
0: If Houston if Houston, oh, Houston doesn't have enough to trade. No, no way. He I'm if telling he, you, that's why I feel like Houston doesn't want I don't know. It's like it's interesting because like if Houston doesn't want if they find out the small ball lineup doesn't work, Dallas put him with Luka and KP.
1: You know what I would like to see? What I would like to see a Westbrook for, um, a Westbrook for Ben Simmons.
0: Interesting.
1: Can you imagine that team with Westbrook and Embiid? How, yeah, how that, fun
0: would that be? Oh, that'd be incredible. It's just, it's just, you also got to think about, like, look, I think they haven't, like, so Simmons' extension hasn't kicked in yet. So, like, you got to think, like, how much salary in the next few years they have on the books. Because they gave him Embiid an extension. Horford and uh, Harris got those big contracts. Uh, Jason, or not Jason Richardson, um, Josh Richardson is making 10 plus million. So like I don't know how much like they could make that work. Yeah, you know, the only thing I will say about the Clippers
1: is at least we're not paying Tobias Harris that much money. <laughs> I don't know who in the right mind would give Tobias that much. Again, I love Tobias, you know, he is a good player. But when you're making, you know, Pretty much just short of the max, or he might even have the max. Is is he? Does he have a max contract? I think so. I think he got a max extension. He's like your maybe the third option on a good team on a championship contender. He's like yeah, between the first you know and I mean? second option on the
0: Sixers. So, when you Google Tobias Harris, and you know how Google has, like, people also ask? Yeah. First one, is Tobias Harris good?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Usually when you have to ask if a player is good, the answer is no.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So, you you think of, like, all the, uh, and you know why I think Tobias Harris struggled this year? Tell me. The the, the Sixers didn't sign Boban. He misses Boban. (laughs) And now, Boban
1: is just terrorizing the
0: Clippers. His former team. ah!
1: (laughs) Every time I see Boban out there, just not even jumping and dunking, it makes me cry every time.
0: Yeah, so that's uh, that's also a thing you got to think of. Um, next year for when like, like Warriors fans think they're gonna trade the number two pick for a star player and then like also sign Giannis like if you don't trade if you don't trade you have Steph on a max, Clay on a max. If they trade for Ben Simmons, they're gonna have to give him a max.
1: Yeah. But look
0: (laughs) Plus, plus if they're not able to trade either Draymond or Andrew Wiggins, they got massive contracts. Wiggins contract
1: is one of the worst in the NBA. It really is. And that's the kind of uh, contract that gets bundled in more trades and more trades and more trades every year because it's so big. I bet you Wiggins is going to be traded two or three more times by the time his contract is over.
0: You know what's crazy? He's making less money than Tobias Harris. (laughs) Yeah, but he's not much. I don't think he's better than Tobias. The dude is 25 and he's made, set to make twenty nine million next year.
1: That's just so much. <laughs> he's not great. Like Wiggins is not great. I'm sorry. I he's not a good player. No, he's fine, but he shouldn't be making that kind of flow.
0: No, he shouldn't. But uh, he does. Good for good for Minnesota for being able to trade him for a serviceable player.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'd rather have D'Angelo
0: for sure. Yeah. So, what do you think? I don't think I don't think either the Warriors or the Timberwolves make picks with the number with the number one or number two pick. Yeah, although, although I would love to see uh, D'Angelo Lamelo and Carl Anthony Towns play together because I do think D'Angelo's better as as a two guard than he is a point guard, and then you also got Lamelo.
1: What about this? Think about this hypothetical trade.
0: Booker what, to the Timberwolves?
1: I think the Suns, are, they want to win. It sounds but like. I um, I so, would, you know, what Are you, you going to say about the Suns? I, I'm saying Beal to the Wolves. Beale? Imagine having Russell, Beal, and Carl Anthony Towns.
0: Yeah, and uh, the, this, is be, this is essentially a taller version of the Rockets. There's no defense. I mean, Towns... Beal is not at... <laughs> Towns is not a great defender.
1: He's fine, though. <laughs> he came but in the Beal league isn't as a good. defender.
0: D'Angelo Russell is not a great defender.
1: I could see it happening, though, because, look, the Wizards want to rebuild. I mean, you can't just, you know, lock up Beal like that. Beale and John Wall. Ah, <laughs> oh, I forgot about John Wall. I haven't even heard his name in forever. He's been out for like a year and a half, <laughs> but like, what if you you know the or the Wolves have the capital to trade for him? If you yeah, trade number a, one overall and like maybe a Kogi, or about or Colbert, How about Simmons?
0: They, how about, they how could about Simmons, Simmons, Towns, and uh, and D'Angelo. You provide that defense. Simmons is a top, is an All NBA first team defender.
1: Yeah, I mean, that might be a good way um, to go about it because Simmons is a great facilitator for as much as we give him crap about his scoring and everything. He's great at driving, and he's a great passer and a great defender.
0: And that's the thing, like, and D'Angelo's a really good shooter. Yeah, that'd be interesting. that'd That'd work.
1: It's just, I... I feel like teams value players so oddly
0: sometimes. You also have to look at. You also have to look at from Philly's perspective. They have to make the decision: who do you want to give up on? Do you want to give up on Simmons, or you want to give up on Embiid? I don't know why they don't just blow it up. Like, to trade both and rebuild.
1: If you're going to trade Embiid, I think you need to trade Simmons too. I think if you trade Simp trade Simmons maybe you can keep Embiid but I think if Embiid goes Simmons goes Richardson goes but guess who's not going Al Horford because nobody wants him (laughs) 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 or Tobias all those contracts make me sick they make me sick (laughs) Uh, uh they could have had Jimmy Butler if they just played their cards and, right.
0: <laughs> and JJ Redick JJ should have gone to the Lakers or the Clippers. Bro, I'm just saying JJ made a terrible decision. Lakers should imagine if the Lakers give JJ Reddick money instead of Danny Green. Give him the same exact contract.
1: Yep. It's uh we're looking at way different team. Uh Reddick's way more consistent than Danny. But
0: yeah. you know Danny and Green's
1: going to have that you game know
0: where he hits like eight threes, though. It's going to happen. You, you know what's crazy with J.J. Redick? This is the first year in his NBA career where he's missed the playoffs.
1: Yeah, I've missed the playoffs every year in my life. So good for him. <laughs>
0: uh, but uh, So we're recording this Tuesday night out. We're recording this Tuesday night out Wednesday. Uh what are your predictions for game four, Lakers Lakers, trailblazers?
1: Uh, Lakers. I I think Dame's gonna put up a pretty good game. Maybe maybe thirty six. It's just not gonna okay. be enough.
0: No, hopefully we get another dominant I think Lakers win. I think we get another dominant E D game. Uh in Braun. Uh, steps up hopefully the role players so it's it's been rolled out that Rondo isn't playing so hopefully we get a point guard LeBron James
1: Yeah I think uh Portland needs to make some adjustments They're only here's the problem though they're playing like 7 maybe 8 deep because they're really That's scarce. not enough uh Gary Trent hasn't been doing anything
0: um, you know, it's, you know, it's funny. LeBron played against Gary Trent Sr. and now Gary Trent Jr. Really, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yep. Well, you know, Father Time, Bron, Uncle Uncle Bron with the gray in his playoff beard, and especially on Kobe Day with the Lakers going back with the Hollywood Night black uniforms. No way the Lakers lose.
1: Yeah, I think. Um. I think LeBron's been getting less hate than normal. Why do you say that? Well, I think all the attention's on Paul George right now. (laughs) That's true. Like, LeBron usually gets torched in the playoffs by people being like, oh, my God, LeBron overrated. But he also has all his – everyone who, like, is obsessed with him also. But I feel like, you know, usually the magnifying glass would be on LeBron, but it's not (laughs) –
0: it's also it's also different because like it's there's like no home city so it's like there's like less days in between games and uh and all everyone's in the same place so like all the media is all there so, so like the national media reporters are all asking the same question
1: you know that's a good point so
0: it's like there yeah there's less there's like less people to like get the all the attention So moving on, uh, we go from the number one seed in basketball in the West to the number one seed in all of baseball. The Los Angeles Dodgers have the best record in baseball on 22 and eight through halfway through the year. They are nine and one in their last 10 uh, pretty much a guaranteed lock for the playoffs. They have the best run differential in the playoff, in the MLB and I'll say it, they're good. Oh, yeah,
1: and it's about time um they looked pretty
0: yeah. pretty bad at the beginning of the year, especially starting out two and two it's if you think about this, they started two and two against the Giants, they then proceeded to go twenty and uh twenty and four over their last twenty four games,
1: yeah, and do you know why
0: that doesn't that that math adds up, yeah,
1: I think you know, you're supposed to be the stats guy on the team. Uh, I know. You got not know, call
0: Garrett Stats for a reason.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Follow him, by the way, yeah. on Twitter.
0: <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, the Dodgers are the hottest team in baseball. That's all you need to know.
1: And it's because Ballinger's hitting. Mookie taught Austin Barnes how to hit. And nobody's been able to
0: teach Austin Barnes how to hit. Bro, Mookie might be the best hitting coach of all time. How the hell, how the hell does he have Austin Barnes hitting?
1: <laughs> 300. <laughs> C- bro, <laughs>
0: Austin Barnes might lead the Dodgers in hitting when the year is over. <laughs> That's a statement I never thought I would hear.
1: Dude, and then I see like the, um, you know how Dodgers send down Ruiz? Yeah. So they, they sent him down and activated Will Smith and all that. And everyone in the comment section is like, wait, why? Why? Um, we need to send down Barnes. Oh my gosh, Barnes is horrible. That's like, you're such a casual Dodger fan. If you think Barnes No. and it's not- is a very good, de- <laughs> we've all been
0: great. there with the Doug. We've all been there with like the 2018 World Series where they just did not play Yasmani Grandol. and Austin Barnes is just a guaranteed out.
1: <laughs> but we also saw how bad Yasmani was on
0: defense. <laughs> it's true.
1: Uh, those pass but- balls still haunt me. <laughs>
0: No, but it's crazy, like the Dodgers, like the trade deadlines in two weeks and I don't even think they have to make a move.
1: I don't think they do.
0: And like it's also weird because now more teams make the playoffs than normal, and it's like normally you hear about players on the trade block, uh, but like I don't even know who's what starting pitcher. like if there's anyone it'd be starting pitcher. I don't know what starting pitcher there would even be to for them to acquire.
1: Yeah, I think at this point, you just need to, you know, hold tight. The bullpen, great. Just looked really good. Their pitching staff has been doing really well. Um, Dodgers are almost a whole run above the next team in the National League in ERA. Um,
0: Yeah, it's just like the Dodgers, uh, the Dodgers, Mookie Betts has been playing incredible, but like they're second and third. Coming into the year, thinking their second and third best hitters, Bellinger and Muncie, haven't really been playing well. Muncie's hitting 192 but has seven home runs. Bellinger is two eleven with eight home runs and Bellinger's <laughs> but Bellinger's really stepped it up. Bellinger has few games.
1: He has twenty-four hits. Eight of them are home runs.
0: <laughs> A third of his hits are home runs.
1: Yeah, that's like Joey Gallo
0: status. <laughs> He's got let's see eight, let's see he has 8 home runs and 3 doubles so 11 of his 24 hits have been extra bases <laughs> mookie has 11 home runs so he's killing it a third, mookie mookie has 33 hits 11 of them are homers
1: he also has a third of his hits are home runs <laughs>
0: Dude, like and did you see the game last uh, sunday against uh, Sunday against uh, the Rockies, like just the amount of home runs that were hit. Yeah, you know they they obviously
1: have all the power.
0: They have they have like they have like they can outslug you, and they have the bullpen to walk down a close game. Like they beat the uh, they beat the Mariners two to one last uh, last week. So I do think um, it's interesting. What the, what you do and you had vintage Kershaw last week, who had eleven strikeouts and a dominating performance. So hopefully we have that Kershaw for the rest of the year. But the one player who really hasn't played to the standards, Walker Buehler.
1: Yeah, he's still trying to find it. Um, I don't know. I I've been getting this um, vibe from Buehler for a while. Um, last few seasons, if he's off, he's off. If he's on, so you- he's really on. Um, mm-hmm. I think Bueller, and this is my thing, and you guys, you're gonna need to keep this forever. Just take right here, and lock it down. I think Bueller is going to be the best pitcher in the major leagues, not next season, but the season after.
0: So the 2022 season. Yeah,
1: he's going to be the
0: best pitcher in the major leagues. I, I don't hate that take. We saw like what he's done, like in that game 163 against. Uh, the Rockies in uh, 2018, he dominated. He's had a 16 strikeout game. It's it's just an interesting point of the season because like normally, normally with a 162 season game season, you can take off like the last month of the season and rest players for the playoffs. Here, you can't. Nope. So like the Dodgers have 30 games left. Half their season is over. So it's it's crazy to think like okay so they still have to play the Angels again they they haven't played the A's yet um no there's some interesting teams to look, and with more teams making the playoffs you don't know what you don't know what can happen
1: exactly um the Padres
0: have been heating up
1: you know they hit all the slams slam slam Diego I'm. I'm somewhat happy for the Padres.
0: Um I I I didn't think they'd be this good, but I thought next year they'd be really good. Like Tatis has been incredible. I didn't I I don't think Manny Machado would be this good. Who the hell who the hell knew who Jake Cronenworth was at the beginning of the year?
1: <laughs> I still don't know who he is. He's, <laughs> he's killing it. I know. I've I've seen him. He's been putting up some big games. It's just, mm-hmm. I like their energy that the Padres
0: have, you know? Just, it's like, they got this fun energy team, but their coach isn't, like, Jace Tingler is not the fun energy coach. <laughs> like, Jace Tingler should have defended his team when, uh, when, uh, when, uh Fernando Tatis Jr. hit that uh, grand slam up seven with a three-nothing, with a three-out count. I'm like, I'm like, you should have defended it, like, instead of apologize, like. It's not that to Tatis's uh, junior's fault that the pitcher threw a very hittable pitch on a 3 0 count. Exactly. And that, that whole thing. If the pitcher had more control, he wouldn't be in a 3 0 count.
1: That Tatis thing has been really bothering me a lot. It's been stirring. It's stupid. It's just, people are so.
0: I don't know. And that's. That's the problem, like, with baseball. It's such, like, an older fan audience. That's why you don't see, like, like... It's why, like, the Hall of Fame voting and stuff, it's, like... It's, like, these people who are, like, on these moral high grounds over, like, players. I'm, like, it's not Fernando Tatis. Fernando Tatis didn't think... Didn't, like, on that swing, it wasn't, like... It was, like, a moonshot, hit, like, outside the stadium. Yeah. It's... I don't know it's 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 an issue that shouldn't have been an issue. Don't complain seven runs is not like that big of a lead
1: yeah and,
0: and we saw the Rangers put up thirty runs on a different on a team in like two thousand eight.
1: It's all the geezers mm-hmm. it's all the people who believe in not just old people but it's also people who believe in um the unwritten rules. And how do they even know what the unwritten rules are? (laughs) They're not not written written down. It's just, it's so frustrating. And dude, I'm telling you, um, you know, this isn't my uncle Rico back in high school story, but I played baseball up until, you know, when I was 18 years old and I played so, so hard. I believed in diving head first all the time, giving it your all, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, there's a certain etiquette, but even me, like, if you're going to play baseball, go out there and have fun and enjoy yourself. Mm-hmm. Don't just go out there like and make it boring because boring isn't good for the sport. Like if you, Bro, Dude, yeah. I, I cannot. If, man, now I'm getting on a tangent. I'm getting more riled up over this than the Clippers. I've loved baseball my whole life. I've lived and breathed baseball. I know more than most people know about baseball. But let me tell you, baseball is boring.
0: Oh, I 100% agree.
1: It is getting boring. I can watch basketball all day long. I can watch hockey all, all day, day long. long. I cannot watch all day long. I cannot watch baseball all day long because I'm going to literally rip my hair out. And it's just, See, it's not even like, like baseball, yeah, you know, the casual. It's just like, yeah, it's relaxing, great but you can't just sit and watch baseball all day long when they're playing so slow paced. And when people get pissed off over petty things like hitting a grand slam, like that's the most exciting part about baseball. And you're saying yeah. that it, you're mm-hmm. not allowed to be excited over a grand slam. Mm-hmm. Come on. You get excited in the baseball game, like maybe half a dozen times a game. And now you're mm-hmm. getting upset at somebody who's trying to, you know, make the game great again, man, not, not, Make America great again. Make the game great again. God, it's just—it's so frustrating. And this is why, you know, Ron Manfred, too, with everything that he's going on, he's the he worst GM. Fired. He's the worst GM in all of sports. Commissioner, excuse me, Commissioner, man, the worst commissioner maybe in all major sports in the last twenty years, and that's even Roger Goodell. Oh, he's horrid. Bud
0: Seelig wasn't very good.
1: I'd rather take Bud Seelig from, I I think he passed away, didn't he? Yeah,
0: I think Bud Seelig's still alive.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I don't think Bud's alive. I'm telling you. Uh, <laughs> I mean, would, you rather Gary,
0: <laughs> would you rather have Gary Bettman? I would. <laughs> no, Bud Seelig is still alive.
1: Well, shout out to Bud. I apologize. Um, if I ever meet you in person, I will shake your hand and give you a good pat on the back, old man. And I'm, yeah. for the record, I'm glad you're not dead <laughs> because uh, you yeah. need to go in there, Bud. This is a calling of action. You need to yank Rob out of his position and restore baseball's glory.
0: Hey man, I st- I still got beef with the late great David Stern. I still got beef with him.
1: You can't have beef with him. <laughs>
0: hey man, Chris Paul should have been a La- Chris Paul should have been a Laker.
1: Well, I bet you wish he wasn't now.
0: Oh uh, no, because I think with Chris Paul, the Lakers won more championships. Oh. Imagine a big. Th- imagine like a two thousand. Uh, 12 big three of Chris Paul Kobe and Dwight Howard unstoppable trash ass Dwight Howard man, man this is Dwight Howard that's two the defensive player of the year
1: that seems like a long time ago <laughs>
0: yeah, so going back to what you were talking about like I can watch any two football teams play I can watch any two basketball teams play I can watch any two hockey teams play I can only watch the Dodgers play baseball. I yeah. don't have interest in. I can't watch the Orioles and the Rays play baseball. I don't have a like. It's like and there's like not enough superstars to have like a rooting interest. Yeah. Like, and even then, baseball's such a long game, where it's like, oh, Mike Trout. Like, I'll tune into a Mike Trout at bat, but then it might be another two and a half innings, three innings until he until he's back up to the plate again.
1: Exactly, you're hitting it right on the nail. It's like I can watch,
0: you know, and this isn't
1: everybody, but I can watch the Hornets play the Pelicans or the Hornets uh-huh. play, you know, the Suns without Booker playing, and I'm still going to enjoy myself. Uh-huh. But I can't watch the Orioles go and play the uh, the Diamondbacks, the yeah. yeah, or the Marlins like. There's just no exciting players. You know, nobody's really going to hit a home run except maybe Jesus Aguilar because he gets all the weight behind him.
0: But yeah. it's just like uh, yeah. Sant- Santanta leads the uh, AO in a RBI.
1: <laughs> well, good for him. Also, yeah. <laughs> do you want to know something that I've been thinking about? Have you heard what? of the name Starlin Castro in a while?
0: Yeah, he was traded to the Marlins uh, domestic abuse case. Yep. Starlin Castro might be
1: a Hall of Famer. Why? He might hey, have shoot. he might get three thousand hits by the end of his career. Is he playing? Yeah. What's he on? He's on the Marlins. Tell me though, if he goes his whole career on the Marlins, no one even, you know, remembers he's still on the face of the earth, and he gets three thousand hits, you have to put him in the hall of fame, don't you?
0: I would think so. My buddy, my buddy, uh, I have a buddy I work with who's on the, on the hype train for uh, Nick Marcakis Hall of Fame because he thinks Nick Marcakis will get 3,000 hits. Really? Yeah. He, he was a, uh, he was the he, Orioles. He, no, was he? I think he was. was I, don't, I don't, I don't remember that. Nick, not Nick Marcakis, Marque- he was on the Orioles with Chris Davis.
1: Nothing uh, pops up when you
0: search Oh, he just has a comment on it. He hasn't been suspended.
1: No, you know who I'm thinking of, Brian Roberts.
0: Oh yeah, uh, another Oriole legend. Yeah, Nick Markakis has 2,300. It's like 2,300 hits, and he's 36. So maybe it's going to be tough.
1: Is he every day playing?
0: For the most part, yeah.
1: He has a chance. Yeah, it's just at the end of those players' careers, it's like, you know,
0: it's like Albert it's Poole a downward wing. spiral. It's like it's like Alex Rodriguez being like one home run away from seven hundred. Yeah, but I don't know. I think I think Nick Markakis has a shot, and he's like only have he only has one All Star appearance. <laughs> Just random player to get in the Hall of three thousand hits.
1: That's just crazy. I, you right?
0: It's it's also speaking about how crazy baseball is. Like how the, how the hell have we not had a position player who's been a hundred percent unanimous vote? Like how the how the hell was it not Cal Cal Ripken Jr. or because there's or, always um, there's always that war like <laughs> Ken Griffey Jr. and Derek Jeter had each had one vote short. You know what I think they do?
1: Like, I think they're like, oh, I assume that
0: so they just so draw some... gonna get
1: all the votes. So mm-hmm. then they get an extra vote for a player that they like. Bro, I'm still
0: mad. Juan Pierre's not in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> he should be.
1: He's one of the fastest Go. players ever.
0: Uh-huh. Like, it's crazy. Like, I want to know who the one person is who did not vote for Ken Griffey Jr., or the one person who did not vote for Derek Jeter.
1: It's probably Rob Manfred,
0: like, or how the, like, how's Nolan Ryan? Like one of the greatest pitchers of all time.
1: You know, I don't know. I can't. Like, I can't
0: very, tell you. Like it makes Mariano Bear deserves to be unanimous, but he shouldn't have been the first.
1: <laughs> no, he I doesn't.
0: Agree? I I agree with you. Like he deserve. He's like. Arguably the greatest closer of all time. But the first? Nah. Yeah. That that about does it for this week's episode of the Diamond Lane Podcast. Beat the traffic. Join the Diamond Lane. I'm Garrett. He's Jordan. Check us out on socials and have a great day.
1: And go Clippers.